Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of Arsenio's ESL Podcast. And man, we are just on the dawn, or yeah, we're at the dusk of the of this year and at the dawn of the new year. There it is. I'm trying to find my language. And today, it's a very special one. We got two speaking questions, some online coaching with one of my students. Again, by the time you guys hear this, I probably will have already gotten the score uh, in regards to... Um, how well she did. Again, her goal was to get an 80. So if you guys are, again, I'm doing this in advance, by the way. So I'm, I'm doing this like 18 days before. So because of that, you guys are listening to this in the future, right? But she's going to be taking the test on December the 20th. She needs only a score of 80. I told her you are lowering your expectations like crazy. And my guess, and today's December 10th, my guess is that she will get a 96. That's my guess. Now, I'm going to put the answer to this in the description. Now, remember, her expectations versus my expectations versus the results. So we're going to see who is closer. But I'm very excited about this, man. Paula, she was on since she's been, I've been coaching her since October, probably about once or twice a week. She's been on my Patreon website just an amazing soul. Love her so much. Just fantastic. And I'm giving you guys a part four. It's a double part four. It's uh, the declining frog populations and how eggs stay moist in the, in the realm of reptilians. And you guys are going to hear something very, very critical in this one because a lot of you waste time and you guys say things that do not pack any substance. That's right. It's just a whole bunch of blah, 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 or transitions. And you maced you waste a significant amount of time in doing so. So, with that being said, guys, I'm very, very excited about this one. Make sure you take notes to get ready. And if you guys have any questions or if you guys want to be coached up, again, man, a just big shout out to everyone out there, especially uh, the country of Iran. I see you guys have been listening to me a lot, and that immediately went into, uh, you know, I finally had some students from uh, Iran reach out to me. It's so amazing, man. I just love literally like it's a world without borders this is a podcast without borders and to have beautiful people from all around the world reaching out to me you know asking for services or even just saying thank you man it is an unbelievable blessing so thank you so much for such a magnificent uh 2020 in regards to my podcast and here's to a massive 2021 this thing is going to continue growing remember there are patreon websites uh uh, you know, for you to build your skills. Um, again, that might switch to Podia. Keep, uh, you know, stay tuned for that. And guys, this is to you continuing your your growth, your growth in the realm of TOEFL and the English language learner. So with that being said, guys, I hope you enjoy this one. When we think of frogs, we probably don't think they're important in our lives. But in fact, frogs do play an important role by eating disease-carrying insects. Now, in recent years, many frog species around the world have declined in numbers or even gone extinct due to changes in their environment. These population declines and extinctions have serious negative impacts on the ecosystems in which frogs live. These negative impacts could affect our lives in the future. So, scientists have begun to investigate ways to solve the problem of declining frog populations. So far, there have been two proposals. 
The first proposal is to prohibit farmers from using harmful pesticides near sensitive frog populations. You see, frogs are being harmed by pesticides. Pesticides are chemicals used to prevent insects from damaging farm crops, such as corn and sugar cane. But pesticides often spread from farmland into neighboring frog habitats. Once the pesticides enter a frog's body, they attack the nervous system, leading to severe breathing problems. If laws prohibited the farmers from using harmful pesticides near sensitive frog populations, it would significantly reduce the harm pesticides cause to frogs. All right, a second major factor in frog population decline is a fungus that has spread around the world with deadly effect. The fungus causes thickening of the skin, and since frogs use their skin to absorb water, infected frogs die of dehydration. So the second proposal is to develop ways to treat or prevent infection, such as antifungal medications and treatments that kill the fungus with heat. Those treatments, if applied on a large scale, would protect sensitive frog populations from infection. Okay. Okay, so again, you got to open it. Then he goes into two proposals. Open it should be about 13 seconds. Proposal number one, 20 seconds. Proposal number two, 20 seconds. There you go. So here we go. I'm going to hit my stopwatch. Three, two, one. Oh, hey, okay. The lecture is about the importance of the frog in our ecosystem. The they are very important in our, uh, fuck, again, again. <laughs> because Oy! I wanted to say what I said. I, I was preparing. Okay. Okay, that's all right. That's all right. How can you say they are an important role? No, they play an important they play, role. They play an important role in they our e ecosystem because they eat disease-carrying insects. However, the population is divided yeah. over years. Okay. Yeah. They play an important, is that it's okay, no? Because in Spanish yeah. it's okay, but I don't know any. They play an important. <laughs> they play okay. an important role. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All ready. right, you ready? Timer up. We're gonna hit it. Three, two, one. So the lecture is about the importance of frogs in our ecosystem. The professor argues that they play an important role, eating the insect and uh, helping the ecosystem to develop. Uh, but right now, uh, the population of frogs is declining. So it's, uh, as a conclusion, it's given a negative impact in the ecosystem and could affect our life in the future. To solve the problem, scientific, scientifics pro uh, propose two different proposals. The first proposal is uh, prohibit the farms to use pesticides. There are chemicals that are killing uh, the frogs with breath problems. And the second proposal that the scientific, the scientific decide to use is a, about the, fa the fungus. They want to develop some probation of the infection of fungus that create on the frogs on their uh, skin because fungus affect their skins and they are going to live uh, because of this hydration if they don't have any prevent, prevention. <laughs> okay, all right, don't worry. It's okay, it's okay. It's about getting what details you need to get. This is the thing, this is what we're going for. Because it's too many details. 
it's too many details. I want to say okay, so I'm I'm going to say I'm going to do mine and you're going to check off the details I mentioned on your sheet, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. The lecture is about how oh wait, hold on. What was it? Declining frog populations. There we go. <laughs> okay, here we go. Three, two, one. The lecture is about the decline in frog populations and how it's going to play a pivotal role and have serious negative impacts on our ecosystem. Normally, frogs do play a very important role by eating disease-carrying insects, but the population is beginning to decline over the years. So there are two proposals, which the, of course, lecturer presents here. The first one is to prohibit farmers from using harmful pesticides. Now, again, these pesticides ultimately loophole into the habitats of frogs and the effects of that is they end up having severe breathing problems. The second one would be again that there is a fungus with a deadly effect and what it does is it thickens the skin of the frogs and they're unable to breathe. So they ended up to, they decided to, uh, Ah, I fell apart. There were so many. Ah, there was so, I was right there too. They decided, or they could create antifungal medications that would protect them from sensitive, you know, that would protect sensitive frog populations from infection. There you go. If I didn't fucking jump over all over my words in the last five seconds, I would have gotten it. So does that make sense? Now, what did you yeah. hear that I said that was different from yours? And what did you check? Tell me. Everything. I'm. Well, I, I was like, I'm trying. I I always trying to follow the uh, lecture points. Like first, second, three, third one, fourth one. But you like, you make like an introduction combining the first points. So it, I think it was, like, of course better. Maybe I, I can try in the preparation to do it. Right. So the lecture is about declining frog populations and how they will have a serious negative impact on ecosystems. Frogs, yeah. I go back to the beginning. Now, I don't normally do yeah. this because I could have confused the fuck out of myself. Because look, that's the sixth, on the sixth line, it's over here. So then yeah. from the sixth line, I went back up to frogs play a very pivotal role in our ecosystem by eating disease carrying insects. Uh, but the decline has been happening over the years and the lecturer presents two proposals on how to combat this. But that was yeah. at the 22nd mark, so I had to speed things up. Then I said, okay, so the first proposal is to prohibit farmers from using harmful pesticides. This will prevent them from damaging the habitats in which the frogs live. And those pesticides ultimately cause the frogs to have severe breathing problems. I think you mention the breathing in a gerund form in, in, uh, in uh, what is it? In other words, it was like it was used as a noun, but yeah, you, you kind of switched the detail just mm -hmm. a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. And then I would say the second proposal is, and that's where I got confused. Cause if you see my notes, it says fungus with deadly effects. So I would have presented the yeah. negative effect. So I would have said the second proposal is to get rid of the fungus that has a deadly effect on the skin of frogs, which ultimately thickens, causing breathing problems. He yeah. gave a solution to this by you, by, oh shit,
by creating, there we go, that's the verb I'm looking Great. for, by creating antifungal medications that would protect sensitive frog populations. <clears throat> oh, my goodness gracious, it's a little crazy. Talk to me. What do you think? Like, like, how about your note taken? How is your note taken? Is it okay? Because my note yeah. taken on that third part was not good, and that's how I ended up messing up right here. No, my note taking is now perfect. <laughs> I mean, I'm taking like declining for population frog. We thought that is not important. First, important rule: insects eating decline, extinct, change. Uh, environment, negative impact ecosystem, could affect our life, solve the problem, proposal, scientific proposal, prohibited from pesticides, then okay, here, spread effect ecosystem, breath problem, for population reduce, uh, second, fungus deadly effect, affect the skins, the dehydration, develop to prevent infection, treatment large scale. No, they're not taking it's okay. What is not to take is power. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, okay, so it's about 90. What is it? Not 90. It's about not. It's about that I'm getting nervous with the time. So I feel like I don't have time enough. So I try to try, I start to stretch myself and I like just losing the points. <laughs> Okay, let's break these down in phrases then. Let's break it down in phases then. Because in the next one, I want you to give only a 15-second introduction period. When okay. you're looking at that time and you see 15 seconds, I want you to immediately switch into the, the first reason or the first proposal or the first this, the first that. Because guess what? You got nervous okay. about the time because you went into this, the proposals at the 31-second mark. And you gave a yes. conclusion to the introduction. Okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to drop that conclusion. We're going to stick it all together in 15 seconds. Again, uh, you're not going to be able to take down every detail. But like I said, and looking at mine, not important, play role, eat disease carrying, decline over the years, extinction mm -hmm. environment. I didn't talk about that. That's okay. Who cares? Serious impacts on ecosystem. Okay. That's what I wrote down. That's what I would include in 15 seconds. Now, my introduction was 20 seconds. That was a big issue, okay? Many reptile species need to keep their eggs moist for them to hatch. Today, I'm going to talk to you about the importance of this moisture, either having the species lay the eggs in a body of water, like a frog does, or how a certain reptile species, like a snake, may naturally produce eggs with soft, moist inner membrane. So let's talk about frogs first. Frog eggs require moisture so they don't dry up and also so they can produce healthy tadpoles that will someday grow into healthy frogs. That's why frogs lay their eggs in water, either on the water's surface or the pond's bottom. You may even have seen frog eggs in vernal pools, which are large temporary puddles that form in the spring rain. A very interesting feature of frog eggs is that they are coated in a jelly-like glycoprotein, which keeps the eggs moist from the onset. Yet the eggs must receive continuous contact with a moisture source, basically a body of water, so they can form into healthy offspring. So now let's talk about snakes. As I mentioned, in addition to some reptiles laying eggs directly in water sources, other reptiles lay eggs that are composed of a moist internal structure. That's what egg-bearing snakes do. In fact, many of them live far from water. 
Their eggs are not hard like chicken eggs. Not only are they soft on the outside, but their inner membranes are also soft and moist. The composition of this membrane allows an optimal environment for the snakelet to hatch and then grow into a healthy offspring. That was hard. That was hard. Oh my God. Wow. Well, the introduction isn't going to be that long. That's good. But again. Wow, but they were so difficult. <laughs> it was. It was. Like, okay, we got the, the frogs. There were a lot of details. You're not going to be able to put them all in just as I'm not going to be able to put them all in. Fuck it. But, uh, ooh. Okay. So, I'm going to hit the timer. Let's see how you go, okay? Okay. Let's okay. see. <laughs> Three, two, one. Uh, the, uh, the lecture is about the need of reptiles uh, to have the eggs in a mostly environment. Um, the professor explains uh, two different examples of this. One is the frog eggs. He explained the, that the frog eggs, they need to, to be put on the water surface or in the bottom of ponds to get a healthy frog. Uh, also, he explains that these eggs are made by jelly protein to keep the body wet with water. So they need to be in a healthy host spring. The other example that she explains is about the reptiles, that sometimes they don't need to have their eggs far away from the water. So they have a moisture internal structure and the membrane is so soft and moist, so they don't need to have uh, water and they need to be in a healthy host spring. What the hell? I really don't understand the last part. I was like, I don't. I okay. thought he's. I didn't understand the last part. I was like, mm, he said this or not? Snakes. You put. I circled. Uh, it. I circled. Why? Snakes. Why are reptiles? Reptiles. Yeah, because because frogs are reptiles, or they are are they amphibians? Yeah. He didn't say amphibians. So yeah, yeah. So he said snakes, and they're composed yeah. of moisture moisture structures. They're not hard. The membranes soft. The membranes are soft which enables uh -huh. the snakelets to hatch and grow into healthy offspring. That's the only details that I actually got from the snakes. You added in a very thorough introduction and you took a lot of his words, word for word, which isn't bad, but then you weren't able to get into the very core details of what needed to be said, which is what I had written down. Okay. <laughs> okay, that, this way was- Yeah, that's like it. Now, it wasn't bad with the frogs. You said, okay, frogs, healthy. Now, you said healthy frogs, but healthy tadpoles, not a big issue. On water, mm -hmm. ponds bottom, jelly-like protein, continuous contact. That's why they need to be, uh, that's why they need to be hatched in water. Um, it requires moisture. You kind of left that out. But honestly, this was a little bit better than the one previous. It was just like the snakes one was a little bit difficult for you. Yeah. So what happened? What happened at the end with the snakes? I didn't catch. <laughs> you didn't catch it? Yeah. How different is your notes from my notes? Okay. I wrote uh, moisture internal structure. You wrote fire for water. No harm. Okay. 
members of unmoisty, yeah, unhealthy offspring. Also, more or less, it's the same. But I get, I don't get the. Not the same. I'm bro. I'm reading. <laughs> the same. So what do you say? Because you don't say the notes. You say, you. It's like you memorize everything else he said before the notes, and then you have no time to say the notes. <laughs> I hate this task, like, uh, really in speaking. <laughs> you hate it? Yeah, because the other ones are so easy. I see, I see. Oh, my God. Oh, it's a little bit crazy. It's a little bit crazy. I understand. I completely understand how uh, some of these tasks are and stuff like that. Um, again, you know, when it comes down to it, um, Whoa, man, in the part four, because there's just so many, like, especially in that little one. Let's listen to it. Many reptile species need to keep their eggs moist for them to hatch. Today, eggs I'm moist. going to talk to you about the importance of this moisture. Either having the species lay the eggs in a body of water, like a frog does, or how a certain reptile species, like a snake, may naturally produce eggs with soft, moist inner membrane. So let's talk naturally, about frogs naturally. first. A frog eggs require moisture so they don't dry up and also so they can produce healthy tadpoles that will someday grow into healthy frogs. That's why frogs lay their eggs in water, either on the water's surface or the pond's bottom. You may even have seen frog eggs in vernal pools, which are large temporary puddles that form in the spring rain. A very interesting feature of frog eggs is that they are coated in a jelly-like glycoprotein, which keeps the eggs moist from the onset. Yet the eggs must receive continuous contact with a moisture source, basically moisture a body of water, water, so they can form into healthy offspring. So now let's talk about snakes. As I mentioned, in addition to some reptiles laying eggs directly in water sources, other reptiles lay eggs that are composed of a moist internal structure. That's what egg-bearing snakes do. In fact, many of them... So you talked about the beginning introduction. Ah, I see. Okay, because that's what he said. Let's hear that one more time. Snakes. As I mentioned, in addition to some reptiles laying eggs directly in water don't write sources, that down. other don't say that. Don't say that. Don't write that down. You don't have to say that. That's I think you ended up saying that, and that's why you didn't have enough time. Because say in addition to reptiles lay eggs that are composed of a moist internal structure. That's what okay. egg-bearing snakes do. In fact, many of them live far from water. Their eggs are not hard like chicken eggs. Not eggs only are they hard. soft on the outside, but their inner no. membranes are also soft and moist. The composition of this membrane allows an optimal environment for the snakelet to hatch and then grow into a healthy offspring. Grow. You see what I mean? So, ah, I see what you did there. Okay, now I understand because what happened the reason why it was so hard for you to go into these details is because you said, in addition to da 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 and then that was 10 seconds gone. So by the time you were going to get into, okay, they're not hard, the membranes, you didn't have any time because you said a whole bunch of blah, 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 and then you didn't, ah, okay. So rule number one, don't worry about all that other bullshit, blah, 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 that they say. We're looking for here the frogs. How do they lay mm -hmm. eggs? Okay, 
the snakes. How do they lay eggs? We don't care about all the other bullshit that he was saying here. Talk about snakes. As I mentioned, in addition to some reptiles laying eggs directly in water sources, other reptiles lay eggs that are composed of a moist internal structure. That's what egg-bearing snakes do. In fact, many of them live far from water. Their eggs are not nope. hard like chicken. Ah, uh, 14 second mark. That's when he starts talking about how they lay eggs. He spoke 16 seconds worth of bullshit, but then he finally went into the specific details at the 14 second mark. You wrote it down. You wrote it down, but you got, you got distracted by his 16 seconds of bullshit. Ah, be careful with that, Paula, okay? So okay. now we understand. Now we understand. Stay away from the bullshit because the correlation and the, and the what do you call that? The parallel structure that we're looking for is the frogs, how do they lay the eggs, and then the snakes, how do they lay the eggs? We don't care about your insects, the, the snake bearings. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. We don't care about any of that. We care about the parallel structure, which is how the snakes lay eggs, and it starts at the 14 seconds. Eggs. Not only are they soft on the outside, but their inner membranes oh. are also soft and moist. The composition Boom. of this membrane allows an optimal environment for the snake to hatch boom, and boom, then boom, grow. Boom. That's it right there. Now we understand. Okay, Paula. So remember, you said, oh, I don't have enough time because you know what? You get thrown off by the distractors such as that, that 16 second. From 31 seconds to 14 seconds, he was just blah, 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 blah. And then the snakes, they do this, and they need the optimal environment with the legs and the moisture and the thing. That was it. Okay. Do you understand? And there it is, people. That is the absolute end of this specific podcast. Like I told you. Like I told you. She had a tendency, and if you go back and listen, between that 31-second mark and that 14-second mark, that's what she said, and that had zero substance. The substance came at the 14-second mark towards the end of the recording. Again, there has to be a correlation between the two, right? So, again, frogs, it's this. Snakes, it's this. But the thing is, she said frogs is this, and then she gave 15 to like 25 seconds worth of blah, 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 blah. She wasn't able to put her substance in. That is probably a critical error that a lot of you are making out there. So it's time for you guys to clean it up. Again, guys, if you guys are interested, TOEFL group class, and that's going to be going into December 31st. This is a, a, a buddy. That's right. I have a buddy sale. So that basically means if you want to take TOEFL, and again, make sure you purchase before December 1st because the prices will increase 33%. Okay? If you have a friend and you who want to take TOEFL, and right now, December 25th, all the way through to the December 31st, you will be able to, it's like a buy one, get one free. So obviously, if you need a coach an hour, coach an hour is $30 at the moment. We'll go up to $40 at, on July, uh, I'm sorry, June, uh, bleh, not July, not June, January, January 1st. Now, you will be able to bring a friend for free. So if you buy five hours, you and your friend learn for five hours, but you're only paying one, you're only paying for one person. Does that make sense? So it's a buy one, get one. With that being said, man, you guys better take advantage of this because prices will be increasing in January because, oh my God, this is going to be one of the most spectacularly amazing years of my life coming up in 2021. And I just want to say thank you to every last one of you out there. Again, 
leave me a rating on the Apple Podcast Store, especially for those of you who are listening to me on the Apple Podcast Store. And anyone who's listening to me on my podcast, man, just thank you in so many ways. Tag me on Spotify. Let me know if I am in your top three or top five most plays. And I'll be waiting for that because normally I get my wonderful Venezuelans, Costa Ricans, and even my Bahamian that's living out there. He is an an electrician tech. He actually tagged me. Uh, a Bahamian. I brought him onto the podcast, as a matter of fact, Seymour. And he moved from the Bahamas. He speaks fluent Spanish, went to international school in Cuba. And now he's living in Canada. Guys, it's magnificent. It's a podcast without borders. So I just want to say thank you so much and stay tuned for more Over and Out. <laughs>